When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I'm your girl, Jessie Mae Peluso. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you. Hope you had a rocking weekend. Rocking. Hope your weekend was rocking. I got a new microphone per the suggestion of a couple of our listeners and a couple friends who have podcasts. I upgraded. We are in the constant process of upgrading, so I hope you appreciate my voice a little clearer in your ear. And it's very good for ASMR. Can you hear all my mouth noises? I can't stand mouth noises, so I apologize ahead of time. And now you're hyper-focused on the mouth noise because how could you not be? I just brought it to your attention. Anywho, please check out the video of this podcast on YouTube. It's free. That's right. Go to youtube.com forward slash Jessie Mae Peluso. Tell your friends. Share the videos. Click like and supri- subscribe. <laughs> click like and sub- <laughs> surprise. Can you tell I had a coffee like five minutes ago? Click like and surprise. There should be a surprise button on YouTube where you don't know what you're sending and the person doesn't know what they're getting. We need a little bit more of that in life. We, we have too many predictable behaviors right now because of social media and algorithms. We're being predicted and we're being controlled and enough is enough. This is a podcast about the fringe. I truly appreciate, appreciate. I can't stand people who mispronounce words like that to make themselves sound more collegiate. I truly appreciate your effort. No, you know what I don't appreciate, Conrad, is your misuse of appreciate. I appreciate your listenership. I just got done reading a couple of the reviews on our iTunes page, and you guys are really connecting with our grief survival guide within this podcast, which I'm super grateful for that my experience of loss is helping you in yours. That is the least I can do and also such a great honor to actually contribute to your life. So I appreciate that. (laughs) There will be more Grief Survival Guide episodes. This is not one. However, this is a regular. Had a friend on who is so funny. This week's guest. Uh, Chaplain, don't wipe your ass on the carpet. Son of a bitch, which is just perfect because this week's guest has five dogs, all of which are what she refers to as special needs She's so funny. She's a stand-up comedian, entrepreneur, and was my softball captain on our comedy softball team this past summer with Jeff Ross and a few others, Eleanor Kerrigan, Richie from the Comedy Store. We had a blast this weekend, oh, this past uh, softball season, not this weekend, but the past season. I made it to two and a half games because of my crazy schedule, but she still let me on the team, and we won. We won the championship, and I like to think my two games alone push us over the edge. I hope you enjoy this week's guest. Hilarious. Just all around real. I, th- I think her and I are related. You know, when I when I look at people in the world that I've met, she is one of the only stand-up comedians who I'm convinced her and I are the inbred result of somebody in Italy, because now we know that both of our families are from Palermo. Please give it up for the hilarious Katie Cazorla.
Sharp Tongue Podcast. Beep, 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 beep. You're listening to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse May Peluso. It's a personal look. Well, it's not really a look because it's a podcast. I'm already fucking this up. This is kind of like a verbal comedy diary. A deep look into the crevices of my mind. It's gonna get dirty. You might cry. You'll probably laugh. Hopefully you'll laugh. The whole point is for you to laugh, but you also might cry. I talk about my family. I talk about farts. farts. I talk about love, loss, comedy, how hard it is to make it in this biz. I'm a fucking professional. Each week it's something different. Sometimes I have a guest host. Sometimes it's gonna be a movie companion episode. Sometimes I just ran about the bullshit I dealt with the week before. You never know what you're gonna get. It's raw, uncut, and funny. It's me. And there she is. Oh yeah. I feel like a like I literally look like an armchair therapist. So tell me, Katie, what brought you here today? Um, well, it's Friday afternoon and I was laying in bed. And so <laughs> You know, it's so funny because right before we started recording, you kind of flipped your hair and you gave a look that embodied all of my emotions. Like, oh, thank you. But the mood was, fuck it. Oh, yeah. It was, it was really like that. I mean, today's fuck it Friday for me. I don't know what day, it, you know, this will come out, but it's fuck it Friday. It does kind of feel like that. It, it's. Did you experience like coming out of quarantine – and obviously my scenario is a little different because I'm dealing with deaths. But I feel like this like uh, fatigue brain. Oh, you know, one. I actually feel older. <laughs> like I feel like like I went through some time warp, and at the beginning of it, I felt like I looked decent and <laughs> and I sounded better, and then all of a sudden flash forward a year and a half and it's like 10 years like that movie palm springs like i went into a tunnel and now i'm 44 and like a year and a half ago i was like 32 it does feel like that and like what happened everyone if i look at everybody and everybody looks like they went through like and not in a bad way but in, in like an aging time warp yeah, like we fought a war and lost. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what the fuck that's, it feels like. That's the look I tend to go for. Now's the time to be a therapist or a dermatologist. Either or, or a weight loss expert. Or a weight loss expert. It should be one stop where all three of those things are available in one office. I mean, uh, actually, that is a really good idea. And it doesn't start a help. business? Let's do it. I'm down. It doesn't help that I, I have like a super scratchy voice. And yeah, so, everybody, this is Katie's real voice. She is not being choked from behind. <laughs> Although that would be amazing. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, people usually think I'm like sick or dying or had coronavirus, but this is it. Charming your voice. Ever. Listen, you know what you should do with your voice? You should use your voice and sell it to people who want to get out of work. And you can leave the message for them. Oh my God, like a cameo. Yeah, like your voice, like okay, let's 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 just role play it. Okay? okay, I'm gonna call my boss, and you have to talk for me. Okay, and so I'll play the boss. Okay, and you're gonna play me calling in sick for me. Okay, okay? ring, okay. ring, ring. Hello, hello, Jesse. Yeah. Oh my God. I there's no way I can come in today. Yeah, it sounds like you're not even alive. What happened? Did someone rip your voice box out? Yeah, I was attacked last night, and I also have explosive diarrhea. 
and one of my uh, one of my teeth fell out. So there's just no way I can come in. I, I, I totally understand. It sounds like you might have swelled that tooth that caused the diarrhea. So g- good luck. Yeah, it actually split into a million pieces and it's lodged on my vocal cords. <laughs> no, no way I can make it. <laughs> you boys literally could get anybody out of work. You could get the president out of work. I mean, can you like when I answer the phone, sometimes people will be like, Hello, sir. Can I please speak to Katie Sorrell? I'm like, really? And when you not, when you were your first it. words, what was your first words? Give me a cigarette. <laughs> it actually was. Can I get a Marlboro Red? You... <laughs> no, I remember it was Mama, and then my parents took me to the doctor. <laughs> so you've always had a raspy voice. No, I think it was like maybe like second or second or third grade it's like my balls dropped and then <laughs> i got <laughs> wait bitch bitch yes. bitch wait you were supposed to get me a date with fucking jeremy renner yeah what the hell i, I got my tits out i know you look good so you thank look you. quarantine did you right thank you so much don't divert where's jeremy renner when are we gonna go on a date so he just got done filming uh the mayor of Easttown. No, the mayor of Kingstown. Are they read? Is it the series where he's going to be one too? No, that's the confusing thing. So there was the mayor of Easttown, which was um, Kate, Kate Winslet. Winslet. This is the mayor of Kingstown, and it's Taylor Sheridan's new series. Oh wow, that's going to be real confusing for people. People are going to be like, "Wait, where's where's Kate Winslet?" <laughs> daughter. I'm wondering where my Jeremy Renner boyfriend is. He's very talented, this man. He's beyond talented. He's an amazing friend, singer, actor, dad. Like, he checks all the boxes. So why, speaking of boxes, I'd like him to check mine. (laughs) I mean, as long as there's like a solid age difference, you guys are good. Yeah, I love a good age difference. I'm here for like a 15-year age difference. I know you're no no shy away from that. Your, your husband, how, how much older is Walter? 20 years. But he's youthful. Mm. Is he? <laughs> Maybe what you see. You see the jovial 15 minutes he has per day. <laughs> Does and he it's, nap? It's back, back into those orthopedic shoes. People named Walter definitely take naps. <laughs> He does nap. Do you know that my we've been together for like 17 years and my mom sometimes will still call him Roger. So weird. Who's who the fuck is Roger? I don't know. Who's Roger? <laughs> Apparently Walter sounds like Roger to her. How did you guys meet? Because you guys have been married for five years? Yeah, we met actually on Craigslist. Um <laughs> it was <laughs> Was he looking for a hospice nurse? Exactly. He was like, someone to help me up and down our steep steps at our house. And I was like, this is the perfect scenario because if he falls down one, we don't have a prenup, so I'll be rich. So yeah, see, I Katie checked. and I share the sentiment in the elderly usage of, yeah. of bankrolling your life. I love it. I mean, <laughs> elderly people are neglected. We're you know just- what they, they are? They get like beat up in nursing homes. And I'm like, if I can prevent at least one guy from elder abuse, I'm here for that. Godspeed, my child. You're doing the Lord's work. I know. You know what? I'm going straight to heaven. You're basically 
you're basically uh, an adoption shelter for old guys. <laughs> I mean, it depends on what part is the adopted. Um, yes. We could also open up a shelter together. So we're going to have our <laughs> dieting therapy and dermatology store on one side. And the other side is just going to be an adoption center for elderly men for young women. Oh, my God. It'll be like that movie. with. Did you see that new movie that came out with that woman gets everything signed over to her? She no. like convinces people that they're crazy and old and they have oh, dementia. Oh, yes, I care. <gasps> I care a lot. Yeah, I, I lived for that movie. I was like, if oh you my haven't God, seen that movie, we won't do any spoiler alerts, but it's the ending is jarring. I mean, I was like, I, I didn't have nightmares. I actually thought it was creative, clever, and it was, it was new. Why didn't I think of this? <laughs> yeah, it's called I Care a Lot, I think. Um, yeah. And it's basically Katie and I, that's going to be our retirement company. So oh God, look for that wait. out in the fall of 2022. Also, the you, when your elderly people fall, they'll come to us. I will take care of them. Just sign on the dotted line. And we, um, it's funny because every time I put my bun up, I think of you. Oh, thank you. It's our go-to look. Katie and I. Uh, I don't we, even need a hair tie. Yeah, you know, you've got we've got a similar vibe. Um, Hold on, I'll show you my bun rock. Yeah, you got to see doing the bun. I've had a couple men hit me up where they're like, "We need a bun tutorial." Um, so Katie's gonna do it now. This is our bun tutorial. It's a very complicated hairstyle where you basically take all of the amoebas that your hair has absorbed and just kind of tuck them right up in. And look, you're ready for a fucking gala. Look at her. She is ready for a politician's dinner. I mean, look at this. I'm going to the Met Gala. <laughs> the Mess Gala. I'm the queen of the Mess Gala. How? I don't know if I know this about you because we met via stand-up. And we've only known each other for a little bit. We played on a softball team together. We A championship softball championship team. Championship that I made 2.5 games to. Um, but I appreciate I appreciate it. I tried. <laughs> I didn't miss one game. I just want to throw that out there. I know you did not miss one single game. Um, how long have you been doing stand-up? Um, I started in 1999. Damn, bitch. You got to throw a year on it. <laughs> no. I don't even know what was happening in 1999 besides Prince singing about it. <laughs> oh, my God. That's right. I moved out here from upstate new york from elmira wait, wait. yeah we're how like, did we not I, draw this correlation bitch i'm from I syracuse oh we were what what i'm from elmira new york that's literally like not even two hours south of you how did we not i don't know are you my sister oh my god are we related i knew i loved you and i just starting like i'm like hi everybody my name is jesse <laughs> How dare you? Can my voice get lighter then? I would love that. You, I love your voice. It's, besides your boobs, it's one of my favorite things about you. Well, this is natural. <laughs> <laughs> and you honestly, like, you're so fun on stage. You're ridiculous. You have the, just this one joke about macaroni and cheese that just. <laughs> it's I don't really do dirty jokes, but when that when the WAP song came out. I was like, we need to discuss this in public. How were little girls like sixth grade doing TikTok in front of their dads to this song? Have you seen that? The WAP challenge? I was like, I would never dance to a song 
called wet ass pussy in front of my dad. You wouldn't? <laughs> Sounds like your voice is the result of doing that and being disciplined. <laughs> Unless I was like hit in the throat repeatedly. No. Yeah, your dad was like, what are you doing? And kicks you right in the neck. <laughs> And then he gave you your signature sound. Actually, he used to he used to take off his slipper. This hold on, I'll show you. Walter or your dad? My real dad. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so you know what these are, right? Like a what do you call them? A shoe? No, like what's like the name for it? Chancletas? Oh, yeah, chanclas. So French people call these pontoufs. And he would wear these like horrible cheap slides when we were little with socks. And whenever we would act bad, he would take off his his flipper or whatever we call it. And he'd be like, you kids, I kill you with my pantoof. And he would throw it. <laughs> so French? Yeah, my dad's, um, he was born in North Africa, but he's French. He's okay, Moroccan, we go into that. Moroccan, Algerian, but he isn't Arab. He doesn't, um, he's not Arabic. He's French. Yeah. Wow. And so what, where was your mom from? Is she still alive? I don't know why I'm speaking <clears throat> yeah. her about her. My in mom the past and dad tense. are both, I know they just celebrated 52 years of marriage. It's crazy, they're, right? They're the last of the Mohicans. Cause that's not <laughs> a common denominator these days amongst relationships. Let me tell you, girl. I know. It's like, how the fuck are they still together? But so they, um, was your are, mom just regular American? She is was born to an Italian immigrant, uh, New Yorker, and his name was Joey Caruso. I mean, come on. And then her mother was from Czechoslovakia, which I don't think even exists. No, anymore. it's not a real place. It's just a bunch of consonants <laughs> and an A. I think it's the Czech Republic is what they call it now. But I know how to say hi in Czech. Hi, how are you? Ahoy, kosamash. Oh, wow. I know. Okay, you're bilingual. I appreciate Thank that. Um, <laughs> thanks. Um, but yeah, they met. My mom was a Peace Corps volunteer, and my dad was building roads in Congo Brazzaville in Africa. And so they met. My mom was engaged to some farm boy from Ohio. My dad was engaged to like this big titted French model, and they saw each other, and they were like, "We called off our engagements," and then they got together. I know, wow. right? Scandalous. I love That's it. wild, especially for, you know, I feel like any era before ours was much more difficult to sort of get what you wanted because, oh yeah, you know, laws and regulations were so different, especially for women. You know, this isn't yeah. that long ago, but still in another country like that and, you know, just the difficulties that were surrounding societies at that point. That's really brave That's of them. That's crazy. My They're mom so got married brave. in pants. My mom got married in white lace pants. Uh, just found the title for the podcast. <laughs> White lace pants. Yes. My mom yes. got married in pants. <laughs> she did. That's kind of like, hot. And, you know, like growing up, we never had dolls or anything. I, I played sports. My dad was a soccer coach. You know, um, my mom would set up like a little school in our basement. And all the kids would come over. And we would play school. Like it was weird, but fun. And I have it brothers sounds and sisters. interesting and different. Were yeah, either I mean, of your parents in the arts? Like, how did you get involved super in Hollywood? Artsy. Yeah, it's weird. I think because I'm the middle kid. Um, but my brother is also, I have two brothers and one sister. And my one brother is in a band called The Record Company. And he got a record deal at like 40. 
and then nominated for a Grammy at like 42. Whoa. I know. He had like given up. And then he started a band with his friend. They found their lead singer through an ad. He was a farmer from Wisconsin. Same ad you found your husband? Exactly. Thanks, Craigslist. <laughs> By the way, also, remember you saying you're going to set me up a fucking Michael Bolton. Oh, my God. You know what? You should do. Okay, so this is so funny. So I, You I promised Walt- me two boyfriends, Katie. I know. I'm really not delivering. You're it's because not- of their schedules. Okay, well, I, I'll open wide. <laughs> my schedule with legs wide open um so <laughs> these are things that just happen in my brain um okay so i met walter because he was producing savage garden that's right remember that group yep and i he owned this club in west hollywood called moomba and i was the karaoke host there it was me and alexis our cat oh Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, I loved her. But anyway, so we were the host, and it was, like, this crazy celebrity karaoke. And everybody used to come in there and sing. Like, Whitney Houston came in one night and sang. When she yeah. was, like, Whitney, Whitney. Because we're talking oh, yeah. the 90s, right? It was – well, it was, like, 2001. But still, like, that's coming off of all the music being so hot, especially – that was her era. Whitney's era was, like, yeah. the late 90s, even coming into 2000s a little bit. Yeah, and for sure. And then there was a bathtub incident. Ray J fucking asshole <laughs> you know what anytime you're around cocaine a bathtub and ray j good things are you're gonna, gonna sink it. <laughs> oh my god wait that's just reminding me of something do you want to hear something fucked up <clears throat> yes okay so walter my husband he produced the song from titanic i remember my heart will go on that song he produced that song yeah he won a grammy for it Holy fuck. Do you know how many times in my youth I (laughs) sang that at the edge of my mattress at the top of my lungs? Like just waiting for Jack to draw you like one of his French girls. Yes. And Jack was just the house terrier. (laughs) It's just one of your like friends' dads. Um, (laughs) So he was producing that song and he has like a couple things under his belt. But when Christmas rolls around. All the Mariah Carey, like, super crazy fans, like, have it out for Walter. Because Walter co-wrote and co-produced All I Want for Christmas is You. Yeah. But there's, like, this war with, like, her fans. And it's really crazy. So someone writes, like, Walter, it was number one. You know, it's number one every year. And so Walter puts it up on his social media. Oh, I can't believe after 25 years, you know, the song I co-wrote and produced is number one again. Some fucking Instagram person, like troll, writes, Why don't you go sink your bald bowling ball head down to the bottom of the ocean like the Titanic, you fucking asshole? Look, I I didn't eat before I wrote that message. <laughs> I hadn't had a had I had a sandwich, I would have been a little nicer. <laughs> Can you why? Like, because they're a- because they don't want to believe that Mariah Carey had help. Mm-hmm. People are strange. Yeah, I, I do respect exactly the it. fan, um, you know, dedication. That's cute, but the reality is, a lot of these extremely iconic songs yeah. are co-written. Uh, duh. Do you know collaboration that creates the most amazing art? Yeah, and I don't know why people are so afraid of that. Yes, I'm in sweatpants. <laughs> Me too. Talk about collaboration. I am in sweatpants. I can't believe. Yeah. 
that Walter, I mean, that is one of the most iconic holiday songs. And it's interesting how social media has sort of given it its own life. Yeah. With memes like of like a, as soon as um, Halloween is over, they showed a meme of Mariah like opening her casket. <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Ding, 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 yeah. ding, ding. Walter ding. wrote that. That's insane that's right because walter is such a talented musician now because you're both in the entertainment industry is there any competition between you two does he have any ego because you're in the limelight or vice versa like how do you guys balance that no he actually does not like to be in the spotlight he's the behind the scenes guy and um i call him the anti-david foster because david (laughs) foster is a producer but he's always like i'm david foster and you're like we got it. You're David fucking fought. Like, we got it. Um, and Walter's more of like a, you know? And for me, I'm like, a, uh, so he doesn't understand how I do stand up. He thinks it's like the most terrifying, crazy thing of life. And I think the first time he ever saw me was probably Dublin's back in the day. That was like the place to be. Yeah. I'll never forget seeing Dane Cook, like, like asking Ahmed Ahmed and Jay Davis, can I please get some time? Can I please get some time? Whoa. And they'd be like, all right, we'll give you like 10 minutes. And then he would go up there and it was a crazy bar show and everyone's like loud as shit. And Dane Cook would get up there and just like destroy the crowd. Who were some comics when you first started? Because I know you evolved, you know, oh, kar- yeah. hosting karaoke and all of that, like really gave you these amazing hosting chops. You were like such a great host. Oh, thanks. Um, I love hosting. It's, I love it. I love stand up, but I love just being able to keep it going, you know? Yes. You're really good at that. And it's such a skill. Like I can't stand hosting, like the pressure of it. Really? It's not, I don't like it at all, but you're so good at, you're so good at curating. Oh, thank you. But why don't you like hosting? I always want to know why people don't like it. I don't like hosting because I am, very anal retentive when it comes to like the structure of something. So because hosting requires this like in and out of material and having to adapt to the room and in all these moving parts, it deviates away from what I'm naturally inclined to do, which uh, is just yeah. to go have a package and, and deliver that. Um, although I do, uh, my performance is very like organic, but I'm creating it that way. So yeah, hosting is just, I think it's a little, it's, it's harder in the sense that your adaptability and moving on your toes, it requires you to, to be in those areas more than if you were in like a stand up set. So, yeah. but you're, you're able to do both. Like you can do both. I've seen you, you know, you're able just to do stand up as your thing, but also host. Um, yeah. Uh, who, who do you remember like seeing? Cause you've been in LA, there's been a lot of career arcs. Who yeah. do you remember seeing that you were like, yeah, this person's going to be big i i remember well obviously dane i i mean he would always do this crazy show and i knew it um i think natasha legero was like i loved when she would get up and no one knew who she was you know but she was always like so fancy and you know her voice like so girly and i was like oh i sound like i swallowed glass and here i come you know like just a fucking slob who picked a bunch of, you know, random like articles of clothing together from Ross or something. And she was always so put together. And I'm like, she's going to make it. Um, 
Ken Jeong would always come in his scrubs. That's right, because Ken Jeong was a doctor when he started yeah. stand up. He would literally like get done with a shift and come and he had a guitar and he would play it. And people, I mean, it's crazy to think like none of these people were known people, you know. Um, it's like with hosting karaoke. Chris Pratt used to come in to my karaoke night like religiously. Amy Adams, Chris Pratt, Jeremy Renner, um, Adina Menzel and Tay Diggs. Like they, they were regulars. Which they, like, let's be real. They should not be allowed to do karaoke. Yeah, well, Adina Menzel, would it? How did you, um, I feel like John Travolta? Ada, Abina, Abina Bag, Bagazel, Azel, Adele, Zebrazel. Oh, God. You know what? Here's the thing. I wish she was a nice person because I would love to say nice things about her, but she truly isn't. So that I sucks. And she yeah. would just come and like, no, she's fucking just, all over the karaoke mic. Yep. And, and, and not only that, but she's truly is like an asshole of a person so for me it's like i can't remark on anything nice about her that's um but everybody else was really great amy adams the best amy Um, adams seems really cool oh she is i remember her saying once um either in an article or interview i forget if it was verbal (laughs) if i read it she said something about herself that i feel so many women think and it was just interesting to see somebody like her say that she said i need makeup in order, and I'm paraphrasing. I need makeup sort of to look presentable because I don't really have any remarkable features. And I remember just thinking, what? do you see yourself? She's, She's so beautiful. Gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. And super talented. And nice and funny. And she would sing fame and she would do the entire dance on the karaoke stage. <laughs> oh, like, I, I see. Wanna- <laughs> I can see. Does her, her and Renner must be friends because they did a rival together. Mm. they're actually very good friends okay well we better watch out with that you better tell her to back up well she's married and has a really cute kid so well i'm just... trying to be as well let jeremy <laughs> renner know that i am this 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 force field has been untouched <laughs> oh my god i just think that like he's such a fun person and he you know he used to be a makeup artist that was his first job yeah yeah he was i a makeup can't artist. imagine like Imagining Jerry Renner do makeup. Like I think about Jeremy like Renner doing makeup. McGuire. And I end up looking like Joaquin Phoenix from <laughs> The Joker. <laughs> Just a sad fucking depressed clown. Yeah. That's how you look when Jeremy Renner does your <laughs> I mean, that's not too far from when I was I didn't what? know we were gonna be on camera, so I was just like laying in my bed. And then when you're like, yeah, it's <laughs> It's going to be um, video and audio. I was like, um, like, I, I was like, there's no help. There's nothing I no, can do. No, but girl, you look, did Jeremy come over and do your makeup? Because <laughs> yeah. I want him to do mine because yours looks amazing. <laughs> Actually, here's Jeremy's secret. When in doubt, bronze it out. <laughs> Is that what he says? Does he do his bronze? Does he do his own bronzer on top of the See, look. trucks? He's always singing on top of a truck. Yeah. Now look, I look like yeah. I went to Cancun. You do look. It, 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 bronzer is an amazing little trick. <laughs> when in doubt, bronze it out. I can't believe he used to do makeup. Is that how he got into movies? Um, you know what? I don't know. I think he always wanted to be an actor, but yeah, he um was a makeup artist. I mean, like that's a vessel. Mall. That's a vessel. It's just like people who work the door at the comedy store, like Punky. Now she's oh, a writer on SNL. Isn't that unbelievable? I mean, I love stories like that 
so much. Or how about um, somebody else used to work the door that made it really big too. Somebody else at the comedy store. Frank Castillo. Oh, yeah. I mean, come on, Mad TV, right? Yep. There's so yeah. many guys and girls that, you know, work these jobs that be, they're just vessels to get you to your yeah. next step. So b- before quarant- before quarantine, before karaoke, what was your job? Like, what was a job before getting into Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? I, I was like, I, I always would make a joke. Do you remember um, Marlon Wayne's old joke? Or I think it was like David Wayne's maybe, where he's like, I'm, I, I got 13 jobs, man. I'm Jamaican. I got 13 jobs. I legitimately had 13 fucking jobs. I worked at Bally's Total Fitness. I was a recruiter and trainer. Now get this. You literally had to die to get out of your Bally's. I <laughs> like, it I was- still have, I'm still in contract. <laughs> At so, Fitness. You still pay, and there's not even a balance anymore. You literally had to show a death certificate. And you're like, yeah, no, this is me. I died. You're like, it's here's the day of my funeral. Can I please stop paying my money? I forgot was, about Bally's total fitness. It was awful. It was like the LuLaRoe of gyms. <laughs> Why were they so aggressive? <laughs> like, stop being so desperate. Oh, my God. It was like, and it, we would just pray on, like, <clears throat> you know, people who were really wanted to change their lives. And I'll never forget, like, especially if they're like, well, I, I don't really have the money for a personal trainer. We're like, do you want to make your goals? Do you want your goal to happen? Because why even sign up for the gym if you're not going to commit? The personal training package, if you sign up for 12 now, will give you two free plus these garbage shakes. <laughs> plus, if you sign, we will own you. Yeah, it's it's a 360 deal. So anything you do moving forward, we also get a percentage of that. Too. <laughs> you're, you're just Cut like to Obama Jim. having to thank Bally's Total Fitness for his presidency. <laughs> I can't even tell you like honestly that's like how it was it was like in the event that you die your children will now have to be <laughs> responsible for paying for your membership fees I honestly thank you for that flashback because so I totally terrible. forgot about Bally's it was like I so I worked there and it was just horrible but I when I first moved to LA I lived in my car because I couldn't get an apartment because I didn't have a job, but I couldn't get a job because I couldn't fill out the application because right. I didn't have a place to live. It was awful. That's why, like, homelessness to me, when people are like, get a job. I, I, you, you know, you're not just a free handout. Um, it's insane how that how it fast is. that can happen. It is It is crazy how quickly you can become homeless. Yeah. But then so, you just have to find a rich old guy to Thank you. No, I'm just <laughs> I love that I make jokes about that, but that's like so not what happened. But no, so I was living in my car and at the Bally's parking garage. So I figured why not just get a job there? Yeah. And because of Bally's, I got my um, first apartment. By so were you using the shower and everything? Were you using yeah, Bally's? It's like, yeah, I would get ready there. I'll never forget. I walked in one day and they had these community blow dryers that were on the wall and they were free. You know, you just take it off and it was connected. And I walked in and this huge fat Russian woman was blow drying her pubes. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I 
called my mom crying and she sent me a blow dryer. She was legit like, she was like, with like this, just blow drying her giant fat bush with the community blow dryer. And I was like, the fuck? Ew. Yeah. Ew. Yeah. Ew. Like no. full leg up and everything. And it was just, no. it looked like, it looked like she had a, like a gray clown wig on top of her like puss. And she was blow drying it, like the hair. And I'm like, oh my God. And I remember I was like, is this what my life is? This is my life. Well, I only blow dry my hair when I want it to look nice. What is she doing? How much, do you know how much hair you have to have to blow dry your pubes? Like, And also you're do- adding body to it. How do you fit your pants over that? It's like quaffed <laughs> up. No, you, you could tell because she would put on these leggings. And I think she liked it. Because it prevented her leggings from being swallowed up into her vagina. Oh, oh I see. It was a, it was like a, a camel toe move. She was creating yeah. like a camel toe, like a, like a little protection there. Mm, the Russian way. <laughs> you have to buy your mud, please. Oh, I mean, my like... name is Nadia. <laughs> I like to blow my bush. I do push-ups and I go blow my bush. I blow my bush. I blow my bush. I eat a nice bowl of borscht and then I blow dry my bush. <laughs> What'd you do today? I blew drew my pussy. <laughs> and I just imagine these like Russian pube hairs, these rogue hairs oh. flying around in the gym. Oh my God. I just, oh my God. I can't. When I think about it, that was my life. And then I worked at a sushi place. Oh my God. I saw Jean-Claude Van Damme's dick and balls. Okay, wait. So yes. Oh my God. Okay. I don't, I'm worried that sushi <laughs> made you remember that. It, yes. Small? <laughs> no. Um, okay, so there's a place in LA that everybody goes like it's kind of Euro trashy, but it's called Sunset Plaza. Have you been mm-hmm. there? Mm-hmm. Okay, and so there's a restaurant called Le Petit Four, and then Sushiya. And my friend, who was like a total pimp at the time, opened this sushi place, and it became this like ultimate hangout. And celebrities would come in there. I saw Drew Barrymore there one time, and I who started you talking. impersonate perfectly. But I start talking like her, and she was not having it. Um, like I was like, "Thanks, that's crazy," and it didn't go over well. So, and by the way, she asked for ranch dressing at a sushi place. Of course, she did. She's Drew Barrymore. She and like she, peaked at five. She did. She's like, "Do you guys have any ranch?" And I was like, "What's ranch?" And she's like, "Ranch, ranch." And finally, I was like, oh, ranch dressing? I'm like, we have Who orders ranch dressing at a sushi restaurant? People do. They like to dip their fucking sushi in ranch. That's so... Oh, this is why we can't have nice things, Americans. (laughs) Stop. With your fucking mayonnaise and your fucking Russian dressing and your your ranch and your goddamn ketchup. Enough. Do you guys have any ranch? I was like, no, Josie, gross. Anyway, Wait, so, so when did Jean Claude flash yeah. the dick? Did Drew so too? He came in and he had like shorts on, and he was friends with the owner, and we were all drinking sake. Everyone was getting like shit faced, and he did a full wall split where you walk downstairs, <laughs> go to the parking because it was like a narrow, like stairwell, and he did the he did the wall split like crossing his hands, and his dick and balls fell out of his shorts, and I was like, and I told my again. Told my family. Adventures in Hollywood. I saw Jean-Claude Van Damme's taking balls. Adventures in Horrorwood. <laughs> exactly. What, but I mean, now, how is he hung? Is, is he hung? Is he hung like a kiwi or are we talking like I mean, a coconut? I, I vaguely, oh, it's not a coconut. It, it was like, um, 
I mean, you know, I think he shaves his balls or like Good waxes them. He should. It was very like shiny. Yeah, it was. It but was it was like stretch. a Hollywood it, set. Yeah, it was. Like it a, was a shiny scrotum set. Hollywood balls. <laughs> yeah, Hollywood balls. You need to have those. You got to have shiny balls in Hollywood. I, yeah. I personally, you know, we're gonna go real cerebral with this. I'm not a huge fan of the furry nuts. I have to be honest. And my last oh. name. <coughs> Sorry. <laughs> Choking on a pube. Well, Nadia, Nadia's in your apartment. <laughs> I think one of Bulgarian bush hair just got stuck in my throat. <laughs> just go like this. Spasiba. Spasiba. That's what I would say. Um, I don't like I don't like a furry. I can't. I'm gonna fucking die laughing. See, I my mean, last I name is Peluso. It means big and hairy. Pell is hair, and Uso is many or large. And so your I, last name is Large Hairs. Large and hairy. Stop it. I googled. I long time ago. You know, I was into large. like ancestry and all that, and learning about my heritage. And I was like, oh, I gotta find out about us Pelusos. And then I like looked into like the family crest, and then they're like, Yeah, it comes from a, a large hairy man. And I was like what is that what'd you say sir excuse me sir wait what's the be- what is that italian sicilian the 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 root of our oh. our heritage is sicily which is just an, a bunch of inbred italians like it is to inbred. an island my grandfather is from palermo so but that's where my family's from are we related i bet we are we're inbreds <laughs> get your banjo out sister or you'll play some songs for our family then we're gonna make out. The hills have boobs. <laughs> it's just you and I. <laughs> we're in the Hollywood Hills living together because we found out that we're related. Walter died, and you and I inherited everything. We just live in a cave in Laurel County. <laughs> we got like night vision goggles. We're like, who's here? Grub up. Uber Eats won't even deliver to us anymore. <laughs> We're like Grey Gardens, but of Hollywood. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. I have to, like, climb through piles of, like, raccoon shit to go to sleep. <laughs> you come home. Every time you come home, I'm just blow-drying my pussy hair. I missed you. How was the day? How was your audition for Arby's? <laughs> we're doing the worst auditions. Hollywood's <laughs> given up on us, but we're, like, still going. We got it. It's, like, 19-year-old. Um, person of color wanted for new um, drama series on the CW, and I go to that audition. You're like, I'm gonna get it. I didn't book this one, sis. <laughs> it's all right. Listen, it's all I will continue to give blow dry jobs to all the Russians that come into this town <laughs> until your dream manifests itself. Let me knock out one of your teeth and then do it again. It's more realistic. <laughs> Just. Just black out one of your teeth and do it. I think I could. I think I have um, eyeliner here. I could black out one of my teeth. Do you have like um when it comes to your career? Do you have a like an end, or are you just going, 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 going? I mean, honestly, like for me, I have a couple of shows in the works, so it's exciting because I had two shows before, and the fate of that is always weird because. I had sold two shows before the pandemic mm-hmm. and then it's like a ghost town. Yep. Um, so it's like starting over again, but um, one of them is very exciting. It's a Christmas themed show with Walter 
that we've worked on. And then we, I have a comedy show that I've been working on with the Laugh Factory. So it's the search for the next funniest female. And it's to find like more funny women that deserve to be on the roster at the Laugh Factory. So Yeah, which I love about you. You have, you know, female-based shows and you have no... You're one of the very few women that I've worked with. There's a handful, Whitney being one, that have no qualms about other women. And not just no qualms. You know what I'm talking about. There's that, like... I know some energy around women and it's look competition is cool I'm all for competition I think people competing is a natural human instinct but there's this extra thing that happens and I'm sure it's among men's men as well where you just feel ecstatic come on (laughs) yeah right (laughs) those sensitive egos there's an ego thing and it's sort of mommy my pee pee hurts (laughs) (laughs) yeah I, that's every time I see like when got when I'll craft a lineup and one of the comics will be like, Oh, I, can you put me? I don't want to go like next to so and so because blah blah blah. And I'm like, Mommy, my pee my pee has a wax. <laughs> I'm like, Too fucking bad. Make your own show. Just go where you can go. If you can't follow front, be on yeah. the side of any comic, you, can you, put you don't me deserve after it. Whoever, I don't care. It, I'm not the same style or I'm not the I don't even care that's the whole yeah. point I'm my own person you're your own person and it, most of the time it's all dudes and one woman on every lineup yeah. it's like the token girl still. still or there's like the token Asian guy or the token black guy like we get it that's the realization of what stand-up is but now the laugh factory like for example the Saturday night I'm doing a show with Justine um Justine Marino yeah, Marino, Jade Catapretta, mm-hmm. Lulu Gonzalez is hosting. I'm on it, and Dane Cook's on it. Oh, so Dane's the girl. So Dane is the girl. And I'm like, as soon as that, that got booked, I was like, oh, yeah, I'll do this show. And it's a Saturday night. That's, like, huge. Yeah, you know? it's going to be awesome. So, and I'm not hosting, which is, like, nice. Um, but new news, on December 1st, because I always do a – wild wednesday show there which you've done mm-hmm. um and it's the 9 30 show they're gonna give me a seven o'clock show on wednesday once a month and it's called funny period and it is the funnest thing that really happens to come around once a month for women but the audience is going to be only all women Ooh. it is a true and it's a-list women talent so if you're here december 1st come do the show so fucking fun you know yeah. men are gonna write you know you're gonna get hate messages well here's the- how they're unrepresented oh my god this I is mean- discrimination against anyone who's not a female well if you identify as female you can come to the show that's what we were saying so it, it's open to everyone but it's solely an all-women lineup and we want it to be like the ultimate girls night where it's just like magic leading everywhere yeah, I just wanted to oh, be like different. a. Pe- I'm going to throw tampons at the end of the show. You should. You should have tampon. You should have a tampon company sponsor it organic. Oh my god, that's because a we great can't have any of these chemical soaked tampons in our puss anymore. I know enough is enough. I don't enough know is enough. That's probably why I've never gotten pregnant because it's just for just sure. Full of chemicals in there. Your chemically soaked womb. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I see. This is why I don't sleep at night because. I read up on these things and I have a- add things to stress about. So I'm yeah. like, oh, what's in the tampons? Oh, great. 
formaldehyde. Well, yeah, that's why that I'm crazy. Wearing. And yeah. we have to pay taxes on it. We have yeah, to pay well, taxes. I, I honestly, there's there's so many. Is that weird? It's weird. Do you know what Walter said last night? We were just talking about this because I want soup. Oh yeah, he wants Porsche and to blow dry his pubes. No, because I said that's so weird that we get taxed on like feminine products when we it's a necessity. And he goes, yeah, I bet if guys start bleeding out their dicks, there'd be some sort of insurance clause where they get everything for free. And that I was like, be. yeah, yeah, you would get free shit, you there know? would be. And somebody else, you know, even though I don't like to get my news from social media or Instagram, <laughs> that's just the way it is sometimes. This Russian girl, actually, I apologize if she's not from Russia, Eastern European sounding woman, made this really interesting video about all the medical things that happen to people. You break your leg. We'll fix it for you. You get drunk and hit, get into a car accident and hit, hurt yourself. We'll fix it for you. You um, not paying attention and you're crossing the street because you're on your phone and you get into whatever. We'll fix it for you. You're a woman who had sex and then got pregnant. That's your problem. Yeah. You fix it. Yeah. Sorry. It's like all these choices and decisions we make are covered except for. Yeah. Oh, if you get pregnant, no, no, no. We're not going to protect you. Sorry. That's different. Do you know if you knock a tooth out to get the tooth replaced, it is elective. Your insurance doesn't cover it. My dad fell off a ladder like two years ago and like severely broke his jaw, hand, everything. Knocked his teeth out. He had to pay like 10 grand per tooth. And he's been, I mean, he's paid insurance his entire life. Yet you can gain weight be huge and insurance will cover gastric bypass it's all fucked. isn't that weird like well you have to look at like the the likability uh the the uh, like what am i trying to say the common the most common thing happening and who's going to make the most money off of it well, you always got to follow the money cancer, wherever, wherever the money's going cancer, obesity obesity uh heart anything to do with hearts um yeah but it is, teeth, it's, it's insane your teeth? Your dad should have kept it. He should have just let that space oh kind of be there. No, it was the front tooth. Yeah, he should have kept it there. I think that would have looked cool. My God, it real cool. He, it would have made more sense. He could have portrayed our father in our movie about you and I being inbred. <laughs> I got to send you the picture of our Christmas card. He was like, don't post that. I go, I'm posting it. Because he's like a very, very good looking guy. And as soon as you knock a tooth out of somebody, like go on um, – any website, like look up like Brad Pitt or um, Ben Affleck or whatever, and see how hot they are. Angelina Jolie, whoever, and black out one of their teeth. I just look now. at what happens. Look at what happens. <laughs> My editor will add it in after, but I need to see it real in real life. <laughs> <laughs> I need to see Brad Pitt toothless because it- that's what I'm saying. <laughs> or just knock out the two and leave these ones. <laughs> I'm sure someone has done it. Let's. <laughs> what, what did I say? What did I... <laughs> like, what the fuck even is that? <laughs> he looks like he looks like honestly. Come on, <laughs> tell me where I'm wrong, and I will walk away. <laughs> Okay, take it back. You got to get your teeth fixed. Right. How is that? Like, like that should be part of your insurance. 
that really, you know what else should be a part of insurance is strippers. <laughs> I think insurance should be covered and strippers should be covered under insurance. And this is an idea I got from my friend Leo Flowers because I talk about stripping and how some men, when they go to strip clubs, because he gave me the male perspective, he's like, yeah. not every guy's looking for a girl to sit on his hard dick at the strip club. Some of these guys are just lonely. Yeah. Some of them have lost wives, girlfriends. Some of them have girlfriends and wives who are sick and can no longer perform sexually. So they go there for a little bit of companionship. And yeah. he was like, you know, if you think about it in that sense, stripping should be covered in, under insurance. And I was like, you know what? You're right. Yeah, for like PTSD and like PTSD people and companionship and people who are going through loss. Like these are real issues that that I think insurance <laughs> should open up. And I mean, think that's. About. That would probably get passed before getting your teeth fixed. I'm that just... would get passed before women have controls over oh, their wounds. Exactly. Like, no, we can't. Um, I can't abort a baby from a raper or someone in my family who, you know, raped a child or whatever. Right. But you need a stripper for your mental well-being and your erectile dysfunction pills. Boom. Covered. Sign in that bill. You oh get pregnant, that's on you. Wait you a second. You want to give a, a lonely widower a lap dance? <laughs> put it to the top of the list. Anthem and Blue Cross right here. <laughs> Do you know that um, – have you ever been to Reno? Yes. Okay. I've been so, to Reno I mean, many times. I've performed there. Oh, that's right. I'll be there. I'll be at the Reno Laugh Factory um, December 14th through the 19th. Okay. With Bill Dawes and Nikki Paris. Anyway, so when we go to Reno, I love them, right? We go to this strip bar called the Men's Club. And now this sounds fucked up, but they have the best steak and sushi. And I know it's a strip bar. And I know that sounds weird because nobody wants to like walk in and smell like raw salmon. Mm -hmm. But it has the best food and it's called the Men's Club. And they have like super hot strippers. So win-win all around. I... I used to work at a strip club as a as a waiter, and I worked the lunch shift, and we had a sushi box for the lunch shift. Is that so, like you're just slopping down tuna sashimi, and all of a sudden you look up and you're like, "There's a tuna sashimi on a pole." <laughs> you're like, "Is this? A, is this where's, my... where's the smell coming from? My mouth what? or her puss? Am I eating? What am which, I eating? Which box smells? Which like? box is my lunch coming from?" <laughs> I, I just think oh. I think a lot of, you know, the laws in the world, especially our country, are just so fucking backwards. They're yeah. so backwards. And we'll never see it. We'll never no. figure it out. There's too many people with too many invested interests and lobbyists in their pocket and vice versa for there to be any clarity yeah. or common sense when it comes to a lot of this. Well, when you're being paid a lot of money, I think money, your judgment obviously gets skewered because – someone's lining your pocket and you're like, oh wait, all my morals and everything about the environment or about protecting children, whatever, you're like, you only live once, fuck it. I kind of want that summer home. I guess the kids in Kuwait can wait. That's why it's wait. They can right. Kuwait. Child <laughs> That's why it's wait. Kuwait. Looks like you're Kuwaiting for those funds. <laughs> you're going to be Kuwaiting for food for a long time. <laughs> wait, are you still Kuwaiting for that a financial assistance for your suffering children too bad the tobacco industry gave me hundred thousand more dollars than you guys bye you know what i love factory farming nothing says humane like a bunch of pigs in a tiny two by two crate. yeah mm, mm, delicious <laughs> who wants bacon 
it's so we're so fucked that's why like as much as it is an avoidance tactic to like listen to podcasts like this or to go do stand-up those things are fucking vital because the truth of what's going on is so horrific yeah it's so fucking horrific what's really going on we need to laugh i can never watch the news i have cnn pretty much on all day long just as background noise but when i travel and do shows or if i have a show i can never have cnn on before just two days ago before my show it was on and they had this thing about child brides in afghanistan and i was like oh my god child brides oh my god people are so poor and starving they're selling their children to old men for money for like how much are they getting like 1500 bucks i gotta tell my sister about this (laughs) oh my god oh my god holidays real quick Get, get, get rid of those how kids. much how much are how much are little <sighs> girls going for you can't you can't joke about it what are you uh, want me to do you can't joke about anything too oh my god i've what am I seen supposed to do with this information that's fucking and, and here's the thing people will spend more this is this is where the hypocrisy is and all this cancel culture bullshit with you and i just in this perfect moment us joking yeah. about something horrifically it's terrible, brutal yeah. as Women, girls in 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 these countries being sold because they're yeah. so bro- broken poor. People will spend more time taking us down oh. than they would investing resources and information into taking that down. Yeah, I know because that's harder culture. to do. That's so much harder to do. It's harder yeah, for you they- to put together like you know a nonprofit and and, and corral some people around and yeah. really root for a cause than it is yeah. for you to take down people who are making jokes about it to raise awareness, awareness so actually, about so how ridiculous it is yeah so people don't even know i mean i've seen a lot of comics touch on different subjects um so the other night somebody came in they're like i just got off of a show that got canceled in the middle of the show i'm like what what yes they had a full lineup full audience somebody made a joke um in regards to uh playing on a team with someone who was trans or something and it wasn't even, I mean, here's the thing. I, I, I don't make jokes that, you know, are cited to, you know, sex or gender or whatever. It's just not what I do. But if I did, I saw this as not really a, it was not making fun of the trans community. It was about the trans community. You can't even now talk about it without the whole thing blowing up. They, as soon as that comic got off the stage, the host got up and the show was over. Where was this at? Yeah, in um, I think Burbank. What comedy club? I think Flappers. See, that's and I was like, oh my god, this is scaring me because if I have an entire audience full of people paying to watch comedy, and all of a sudden some comic makes a joke that could be offensive to somebody, someone is always going to be offended. There's no lo- there's no limit to it, and there's no end in sight, and it's. Eh. It's not an individual's responsibility to cater to yeah. the undealt with trauma of an individual, which is what's happening here. People are, are having trauma to responses to jokes. And what really should be happening, instead of canceling people talking about these things that are triggering events, which we need to have triggering events because without yeah. triggering events, 
There's no healing. There is no evolution. There's nothing that's going to change anything. We need to trigger, 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 because that's the only thing that drives change. What really needs to happen is we need to have more conversations like this and create policy yeah. that supports the communities that these conversations are being discussed about. Like, you know, this whole thing, it just makes me think about Dave Chappelle. Yeah. And about his latest special. Did you see his latest special? I did. Yeah. Right. So you watched it. So you know. Yeah, these I watched people it. are coming out saying yeah. he's transphobic and anti-gay. I know did you they, didn't they watch the special. Yeah, they, there's no way then because I cried. I, I cried too. Right? Like it was like, I thought I was supposed to be like dying laughing. Like, yeah, how do you follow up? Uh, hey, Billy, how was your weekend? Well, Michael Jackson sucked my dick. Yeah. Like, how do you go from that to crying in the next special? His like special is so powerful. If you have so not powerful, heard yeah. it or listened to it on Netflix, yeah, you the, the closer. You need to watch it. It's powerful in so many different realms, but powerful in the evolution of Dave Chappelle as a comedian and it, what he talks about. And also, it's an important special to watch because of what's going on in culture and what we're talking about right now. Yeah, all this canceling that's happening, and people are more prone to jump on headlines and want to be a part of a cause and they are to really dig deep and read the fucking articles yeah and i felt the same when i saw dan levy who i'm a huge fan of from schitt's creek him and his dad eugene yeah i love them both Ugh. they're so talented but i don't know if he watched dave Chappelle's special because he jumped on it and said something like we can't be transphobic and i support the netflix you know employees for walking out no you look, you have every right to do what you want to do in the world and yeah. every right to respond the way you want to respond. But canceling is not the answer. And it's not I don't think for me, it's about me even having a fear about me being canceled, whatever, whatever happens, happens. I'm more concerned about society as a whole realizing the cyclical evolution of language and the nature of a human to want to be viewed and want to be seen and how language is always going to evolve into something that offends you we're not the same person i we're not I don't, the same person i don't like miracle whip you know it's like i want ranch i want do you guys have any ranch <laughs> <laughs> i made a joke about drew's palsy and there was guys in the crowd and they're like oh and i'm like it's made up you can't drew's be mad at a palsy that's what i called it like when I get excited, it's like my mouth goes to the side. Oh my it's god! Have Drew's you ever talked palsy. to her? Have you guys ever met? Like um, besides we working, did. we did meet. We did meet. Um, Does she know that you impersonate her sometimes? Um, I don't think so. <laughs> I just, you know, it's one of those things. Like whenever I, her show is so cute, and she has this thing called Drew's News. Yeah. And every time she says it, it's just too many s's for her. And so she's like, all right, you guys, on this segment of Drew's News, I'm like, name it something else that's too hard for her. I can't even pay attention. Like, it's it's so much that it's like, <laughs> there's too my face call hurts. it like headlines with drew or something but like drew's news. it's drew's news and i was like so many S's. <laughs> and that's kicking your ass oh my god that is so <laughs> fucking funny man holy shit oh yeah so i made a joke about drew's palsy and these guys in the audience were like oh and i'm like oh what i'm like it's a it's 
I didn't make fun of cerebral palsy. No. I made up a disease that doesn't exist, you fucks. It's so interesting what people respond to and what they get Ugh. offended by. And more often than not, yeah, it's by something that either they've dealt with or that they haven't dealt with. And because they haven't dealt with it, they're having this. That, well, that's on them. Live in your sad little triggered life. Go to your cry closet. I don't give a fuck anymore. It's for me. I want to go to a comedy show. I want to enjoy myself. I want to hear everyone's different styles and wisdom and jokes and whatever. And then I want to leave going, that was not, you know, it's entertainment. That's strictly entertainment. You're not going there to learn life lessons from a fucking stand-up comic who probably works at a subway during the day. Like, I don't really care. How dare you? How dare you? I feel like Greta Thunberg right now. How dare you? <laughs> it's oh a Quiznos, you fucking <laughs> asshole. Wait, is Quiznos even around anymore? I don't know, but I almost got hepatitis C from them back in the day. Had to get a shot in my ass because no, apparently really? somebody shit in a sandwich. <gasps> Not oh like shit in a sandwich, but they went to the bathroom and didn't quite wipe. And then we had to get, um, we had to have anybody in the area that ate that Quiznos within this particular oh, weekend had to go it. back <gasps> to this convention center where they set up a emergency response. Oh my team. god, is this for real? Yes, they set up an emergency response team. The one and only time I ever fucking went to Quiznos, I had to get a hepatitis C vaccine. <laughs> You could have shared a dirty needle with a homeless person. And been and better off. By the way, you know, that's why Taco Bell doesn't have green onions anymore on their Nachos Bel Grande and on <laughs> the Mexican pizza. <laughs> Swear to God. Like, this is really fucked up. It sounds racist, but, like, it's not, like, because it's the reality of it. Whoever was um, picking the green onions um, took a shit in the field and didn't wipe. And somehow it transferred to the green onions that were put on um, Taco Bell stuff. My Quizno yeah. sandwich? Like Quiznos. I, I, I wonder if Quizno got the Look same quiz. Quiznos. Quiznos. Have you been to Quiznos? I wonder you... if they got the same green onion delivery. <gasps> oh, but I was at home watching the news and they were like, hepatitis C outbreak at Quiznos. <laughs> the only reason why I paid attention was it was the only time I ever ate a Quiznos. I'm like, what? <laughs> Quiznos, what Quiznos? I was like, there's no way it's the Quiznos I ate at. They're like, this is the Quiznos that Jesse May Peluso ate at. They didn't say that, but that's what I heard in my mind. I was like, fuck. So I had to call my Russian friend, Jacob really? Jacoby, and I was like, Jacob, Jacob. He's like, I know we need to go down to get the hepatitis C shot, which is totally not a fucking Russian accent. Did he get Polish, it? But it's the same thing. Same and we thing. had to go down to this convention center and this woman, <gasps> I will never fucking forget. Jacob was so funny, this cute little Polish boy, this gay little Polish boy. Oh. And so we're all nervous. We're like, the sandwich was shit. Like, it's not worth getting this literally. shot. <laughs> we go and we sit, like, literally, we go and we sit in this room. And there's a whole bunch of people who also ate the shit sandwiches. <laughs> like, we ate the shit sandwich too. <laughs> oh god you all well, you're not there for fucking jury duty that's what yeah you're like, this is oh, like dirt just... it's jury duty like <laughs> duty. <laughs> so we're sitting there and one of my favorite thing in the world is when people who don't do stand-up make me laugh so hard it's one of my favorite things you know what i agree with you right when you're you know just one of your friends and they say some shit and you it, it's just there's something pure about it because you know they're just being who they are. Yeah. So Jacob and I are sitting down in this group of, you know, the shit, the shitty committee. <laughs> shitty committee. This 
woman walks in and she's in the front and she sounds like this. She's like, hello, you're all here for the hepatitis outbreak. Hepa <sighs> means liver. Titus means inflammation of. I'm Donna Karen. Up, <laughs> without missing a beat goes, I love her bags. <laughs> no. I'm like, it's a different Donna Karen. He goes, I know, but I still fucking love that. <laughs> so we had to like listen to this dissertation of this woman tell us about how we're shitty people. Titus had hepatitis. Yes. Oh, yeah, elephantitis. Yeah, exactly. Right. Hepa's liver yeah. and Titus is inflammation of. I'll never fucking forget it. I'm Donna Karen. I love her bags. <laughs> oh, God. And, you know, it, I don't know what got us onto this shit topic, but. How do now, we get- now, whenever someone goes, why don't you just go eat a shit sandwich? I'll be like, no, thanks. Yeah, please. Is there a hepatitis needle anywhere? I need only a hepatitis. If, only if there's a convention center full of free hepatitis shots, then I'll eat your shit sandwich. Is but Donna until then, here? Oh, my God. I love her bags. Oh, my golly. I've been I saying know, that right? a lot lately. Golly. I don't know what got me on it. But I think uh, in an attempt to like sound more whole and pure. Oh, golly. I do say, oh, my, sometimes like, oh, my. I like, oh, my. You know, the guy that does like Dateline. Oh, my. That voice. (laughs) That's a different oh, my. (laughs) Right. Oh, my. And I'm always like, oh, my God, do I sound like that? Gotta get rid of that. um, I don't want to. Oh, who do I get? I get Marge Simpson. Is this what you're going to. No, you don't sound like Marge Simpson to me at all. What about the sisters? Yes, you sound like the sisters. <laughs> you, you know what, like Helma? Sisters. How you doing, Marge? Oh, Homer. Hey, that's actually really good. That is really good. Right? Oh, my God. Do you God. do voiceover work? Yeah, sometimes I do. Yeah. Is Skinny it just cow. commercials of like someone like a, a gutter with a voice yeah it's actually um, it, they usually the casting breakdown says looking for someone who sounds like they ate a shit sandwich <laughs> made of glass made of gla- what did you say? It glass sounds like i swallowed gr- glass i'm gonna next time hopefully i can bring you up somewhere and i'm like guys come into the stage this next girl just swallowed a fistful of glass <laughs> and then i'll get up there and be like thanks jesse May. it was ranch dressing Ranch. Okay, so are you okay? So you have two jobs before yeah. we go. One, I need a date with Jeremy Renner, and two, I need a date with Michael Bolton. I think Michael Bolton is like my favorite person. Okay. Well, would you like me to be married to your favorite person? Because I, I feel like you guys would be. He's so funny and witty, and he can still hit like every note. Oh, I thought you were gonna say like can still like hit it. I'm like. Mm. Hit it, hit it. Excuse me. He, he, of course, he can, and he works out. He does yoga. Bitch, set it up, right? Set it up. You said you said Jeremy will be back in October. He's back. He's back. Yeah. We need to set it up casually. Although this is on a podcast and it will be aired to thousands of people, still. Oh yeah, we'll do it. I'll DM you. It th- sounds like I'm not going to get a DM, Katie. It sounds like You're I'm strongly get- not getting a DM. Okay, maybe um, come to Reno. <laughs> he, he lives in Tahoe, so Bitch. he comes to my shows in Reno. Okay, well, now everyone's going to be at your shows looking for a date from Jeremy Renner. And you better <laughs> okay. tell him to back the fuck up. December you have to come 14th. to New Year's Eve in Syracuse. Are you going to come do that show with me? 
Are you going to be in Elmira? Listen, I was supposed to be, but I just booked 12 shows with Adam Ray in Vegas. Oh, fucking hell. Son of a bitch that Adam Ray. I'm going to get him. I know. And I, it's like the, the voice, um, it's like the show of voices. So yeah, it's, yeah, 12 shows though. It's going to be fun. That's, I mean, that the the schedule in Vegas is extensive. It's It's crazy. It's, It's a lot. It's the 27th, December 27th through January 1st. That'll be fun. That'll be a blast. I love Adam Ray. I miss I him know. so much. I haven't I seen lo- him this whole quarantine. Actually, I got to hit him up. Deb, we got to get Adam on the podcast. You do. He is so funny. He actually owns one of my jackets. One of the, um, the baby scotch jackets. I'm going to have to get a jacket too. You're like the queen of the updated version of QVC. I mean, it's what I do. Talk Shop Live. That's my jam. I just opened it's my so- little studio. That's so awesome. You got a new studio space and you're mm-hmm. selling jackets. You've got your own nail polish line, nail I've polish company. That, yeah, I've had that for since 2009. You're such a badass, man. It really is inspiring to like <sighs> see someone do what you do, like stand up and all of that, but you're also branching out and like actually taking a chance on other endeavors. Oh my God. I had, well, during the pandemic, it's like I had just booked my first big, you know, monthly show at the laugh factory and then the pandemic hit and i was like well there goes that and i'm like what am i gonna do to make money so i like revived my whole nail company went on talkshop.live now they have oprah kelly clarkson um matthew mcconaughey everyone's on there and they have their own channels and i was like one of their first so they made me the la local representative like i am there i do the la local edit Excuse so I, me, I know. What does so Matthew McConaughey brand, sell? Stairs? How to stare through a car window? <laughs> right. How to how to pick your nose? Um, he did his book launch on there. Oh, green green lights. Something like that. He yeah, did autograph like copies, and oh, then that's awesome. um, Ringo Starr, Paul McCartney, um, did their albums on there. Um, Alicia Keys, like they have everyone huge. I Jamie Foxx. You need to get up. You should come and sell do my one used show underwear. Oh my god! I should you can't do used things? Though. No, no, we talked about this before. <laughs> we're we're gonna discuss it off air, like because you have so many great. You should merch do the ideas. show with me. It's so fun, and you get I would to chat love to with people live. I would love, I love to. It. With okay, me and my boyfriend Jeremy, we'll see if we're available. <laughs> Actually, Michael Bolton has a talk shop channel. Oh, perfect! I'll go on there and be like, "Hi, honey, I'm your girlfriend. I am here." <laughs> And Katie's yeah. your girlfriend, so here I am as your yep. girlfriend. I mean, I think it could work. He did he did his album, and then he gave out pillowcases with his face on it. Oh, that's scary. Yep, that's it a is. that's a weapon that are often used in murder. And yeah, I know. I think that's a little terrifying. That's Just a little put terrifying. it over your head. Can you imagine being happens. murdered by a pillowcase with Michael Bolton's head on it? With just the eye holes cut out. <laughs> Oh my God. I, I truly love you so much. Kills a when a man yeah. loves Jesse May. You know, Walter produced that song too. I know. That's how they know each other. Fucking Walter. I'm going to think of Walter so much this holiday season now. I know. Ding, of- I would put that song on this podcast, but that song is one of the strongest, most covered and protected copyright songs yeah. on the market. You put I like know. even just the first, the first do do like the first ding, two ding, notes. Yeah. They're yanking it. They're yeah. like, we want our money. And that's Mar- Mariah being like, pay me, bitch. Yeah. 
That's fucking her. pay me. Walter's like, I don't even, you know, they don't even see that money until like February, March, like April. That's insanity. Let me know. We'll go on vacation with it. Oh, I know. It's always fun in the springtime. I'm <laughs> Let like, me know when you get I that buy? holiday bonus. We'll go on fucking vacation. <laughs> Katie, I love you so much. Where can my people find you? Tell me, promote the shop live. Okay. All the things. So talkshop.live. I have my channel on there. You can just look up. Uh, you can type in Katie and it will come up. And then uh, my Instagram is at official Katie Kazorla. And just my website, katiekazorla.com. So, and you'll see us next spring uh, playing uh, softball or field hockey together. Yes. I mean, we full upstate New York. At, I mean, whatever sports we could play where we might get injured, but we can drink at a bar afterwards. I'm, I'm here for it. I'm fucking <laughs> here for it. Well, I appreciate you. I love you. And I can't wait to figure out what I'm going to sell on QVC with you. Oh, my God. Talk Shop Live. I can't wait. And yeah, and if anybody is um, in the Reno area, December 14th through the 19th, I'm there with Bill Dawson, Nikki Paris. And then December 27th through January 1st, I'm in Vegas with um, Adam Ray. And also, I'll be there with Jeremy Renner. Thank you. Oh, my God. I can't wait to see you. You and Hawkeye. You and <laughs> Thanks, Hawkeye. Katie. I appreciate you. Bye. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.